0: Hey there, this is Super CW. Uh, you should be listening to my SoundCloud at Super CW on SoundCloud. But I guess you can listen to the Maleko and Flash podcast if you really want to, I suppose.
1: I want to take a moment before we do the podcast. I want to talk about my new favorite thing. This, okay. This Flash cap. Oh, yeah. This is the coolest yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were showing me that the other day. This is the coolest thing. I saw this. It was advertised to me on Instagram, and I thought, I need this in my life. So I bought two. I bought one for me and my wife. It's essentially a discreet way to keep your alcohol with you when you're doing everyday things. But it's not a flask. No.
2: It, it goes on to, like, your hydro flask, whatever. Yeah. whatever. So
1: your hydro flask tumbler or your Yeti tumblers, everybody's got one yeah, now, yeah right? Yeah.
2: Whatever it is, you're drinking your
1: water in all day long. Yeah. So you go to the beach. You're not, it's really bad form to go to the beach with, like, liquor visible. Is it though? You can't go out there and start pouring Tito's on the beach into your glass because then you're totally... Sure
2: would be great if I could though.
1: But you can't, but you can now with the flask cap because this is cool. It's a cap that discreetly holds five ounces of liquor in the lid and you just put it on any one of your existing tumblers. And so you'll grab the tumbler, you fill it with ice, you put Coca-Cola in it. And everybody sees you putting Coca-Cola in it, and that's it. And they're like, oh, I'm only drinking Coke. I'm I'm only drinking Coke. Nothing to see here. Move along. Right? And then you put the lid on, and there's a button on top of the lid, and you just push it. It dispenses an ounce of your favorite liquor into your Coke. Oh, my goodness. So now I've got a Jack and Coke. I can push the button all five times, you though, if can. I want, right? Absolutely. You lush. You can. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, now we're getting somewhere. It's great. It has made Beach Time so much more fun for me. It works really well, too. It's really well made. It's made in the USA. In fact, they they made it. A couple of, of, of hipsters in Montana made this thing, and they're selling it now on the internets, and it's fantastic. It's called Flaskap, F-L-A-S-K-A-P. Flask and, cap. And it holds five ounces of liquor. What more do you want?
2: I mean, I'll, I need this in my life, is what I need. I could be I could be drinking this right now as we speak.
1: If you want one, we are going to give you one. What? At the
2: end I of this one.
1: episode. Listen at the end of this episode. We're gonna tell you how you can win your very own flask cap and make your life five ounces cooler. <laughs> Hey, good afternoon and welcome to the Maleco and Flash podcast, our special Halloween edition.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're just a few days out from Halloween now. We want to just kind of get into the spooky spirit. We have brought in some special guests today to help you get into the Halloween spirit, not just with uh, what you plan on doing on Halloween night, but also as we get to know a little bit more about the spirit of Halloween, quite literally. Lopaka nui's Mysteries of Hawaii is Hawaii's original ghost tours and chicken skin tours established in 1997 as part of Glenn Grant's famous haunted Hawaiian tours. Of course, how could you not know about that? Uh, they set the stage for all the other ghost tours on Oahu and across the Hawaiian islands. The realest, most exciting historical and actual haunted locations on their haunted tours of Hawaii. Lopaka with us, ladies and gentlemen, today. Aloha.
3: Aloha. Good morning. Aloha.
1: Thank you so much for coming in. There's so much we want to ask you today. We're going to get right into that, but we also have another special guest today that's going to help us get into the Halloween spirit with decorations. She's got the best makeup and the best styles. Flash, you've been going to her since you've discovered you could dress up for Halloween.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Renee from Sanctuary has been my personal go-to for Halloween makeup from... Pretty much day one, and a lot of other people I know. I what is that's like, as a like hair and makeup person, that's like your Super Bowl, right? Like yeah. Halloween, like you're always so busy. Um, and Renee's been cutting my hair forever. She is very good at design as well. She is very into the gothic, scary stuff, and she's going to tell us how you can do quick hair and makeup tips for Halloween, and also how to decorate your house or your business
1: or whatever for Halloween as well. We're covering
2: all the Halloween bases here today.
1: Fantastic. we got a bartender coming in here from the new, newly renovated Queen Kapiolani Hotel. That's going to be exciting. But before we get there, uh, let's get right into it here. We want to talk about Halloween being—first uh, of all, it's, a, it's come into the celebration. It's trick-or-treat. It's dressing up. It's fun times. But the tradition of Halloween goes back to recognizing the spirits that come back to join us on Earth. Tell us a little bit about the history of Halloween and maybe uh, uh, how that affects, you know, maybe how we look at it.
3: Halloween goes back to a a Celtic holiday known as Samhain, and it was the worship of a, a nature spirit. And in order to participate in that worship, people would dress up in costumes of their choosing. And part of that whole protocol or that ceremony was to... Bring empty bags where the god Sam Hain would give you a fruitful bounty. Hmm. And that's how, how sort of we fell into this dressing up and having bags for trick or treat.
1: Okay, so now, of course, it's, it's become this fun thing. It's not as scary as kids dress up as Iron Man or things like that. Right. But here in Hawaii, if you just took the time to it's explore. scary if they dress up like you. <laughs> 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 it's. <laughs> Here at Hawaii, we've got a lot of history. Um, it's it's a very, you know, even though as a state we're a very new state, but it's got a lot of ancient history that goes back into Hawaiian culture a long time. And, of course, even back to the days of, of colonization when we started to get uh, some of the shipping uh, uh, folks that came over here and some of the traders, um, there's a lot to sort out here. Where do we begin?
3: Absolutely. Um, if we want to begin with the bare basics, you know, we're a collection of uh, volcanic islands. Uh, We've got volcanic energy. There is electromagnetic energy. And because of that, the, the rock formations of, of the archipelago are sort of like repositories of psychic energy and psychic, psychic thumbprints. And so if you want to address it academically, this is why Hawaii is such a spiritually active location.
1: When, when uh, uh, Hawaiians talk about the mana, when mm. they talk about um, the spirituality of the place, everything in Hawaii has mana. Mm-hmm. And is that because of that? Is that because of that, that electromagnetic
3: force that comes from the lava? Right. And, you know, the ancient Hawaiians interpret it as mana, but if we want to look at it from the aspect of Buddhism, it's sort of like a, a life energy, a life force. And so the Hawaiians were almost Buddhist in the sense that they believed that everything had, had mana in it, a life force. And because they're out in the middle of the Pacific, they literally have to depend upon the environment physically and spiritually for their survival. And so that that's where all of this uh, sort of starts.
1: Now, the ancient Hawaiians uh, told stories. That was that was the thing, is, is everything was told in story. And uh, there's a lot of traditions that come with that. Um, take me back to something like that. Let's talk about one of these stories and and, and how... Uh, a story might have been told
3: um, from the original inhabitants here at the islands. You know, mo'olelo or stories were related, of course, from mouth to ear. And you couldn't add in your own little thing as the story was passed down. It was passed down literally word for word, phrase for phrase. And ayakeolai ka'olelo, ayakamaki ka'olelo. In the word there is life and in the word there is death. And so many times you had to be careful about the way you phrase something or the way you said something because literally what left your mouth was was a living thing and so that's that's where uh we derive the saying of you know in the word there is power if only people today were that respectful with their words <laughs> <laughs>
1: truth hands <laughs> there's talk of of uh, of gods in uh in hawaiian uh, stories there's talk of uh, of spirituality but uh I don't know that I know a lot of ghost stories, Mm -hmm. ancient Hawaiian ghost stories. Did they tell ghost stories in that sense?
3: Oh, absolutely. And it was in the sense that when you saw a ghost, you weren't really afraid of it because 90% of the time it was a member of your own family. And that's because the Hawaiians, like the Samoans, we buried our dead in the front yard, the backyard, or steamed the flesh off the bones and kept the bones in a a pu'olo or sort of a bowl hanging from the rafters of the hale. We always kept them close. You know, so if a ghost appeared, it was no fear, because it's probably your mom saying, look, don't cook that thing today, <laughs> you know, because you'll put the wrong ingredients in, everybody will get sick. So yeah. it's, you know, little things like that.
1: So ghosts weren't, weren't a bad thing then, uh, but they had that connection to death, um, that almost that, that veil was lifted.
3: Absolutely. And, you know, it's funny you say that, because um, we have uh, things called au cueva. It's like an opening between the living world and the dead world, and... Those places still exist today. The cafeteria at Moanalua High School sits on one of those openings. That is very specific. Very specific. Yeah, <laughs> yes. See, there we go. I got my backup. Wait, Well, yeah, because
2: all school cafeteria food is spooky.
1: <laughs> Wait, so you would, did you go to school there? Yeah, I went to high school there. And, and what, what, if, what do you mean it was spooky?
4: It just has an eerie type vibe to it.
1: You Wait, know. you went to that school? Yeah. Was Mouan- it,
2: did you say Moanalua? Moanalua High School. High School? Yeah. yeah. That but area back just, there is creepy. But specifically, like on the whole campus, just the cafeteria specifically?
4: Um, not just the cafeteria. Also, there's like an area by the cafeteria which has portable, um, like they're almost like portable classes. But those portable classes are really creepy
2: too. And that's right, that's adjacent to the cafeteria. Yeah, and yeah. the
4: little, like they call it the square, like Mauna Loa Square, that little square is creepy So is
2: this, too. is what Lopak is saying right now news to you? I feel like
4: it is facts is what it is.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, is this common knowledge among the students? It is not common knowledge, Like we, we them are, them are them. on the portal
4: to, we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're on no, the portal think, to
1: the <laughs> netherworld.
4: I don't think they knew, but they should know. <laughs>
1: yeah. Wasn't that the plot of Ghostbusters, you know? I'm the, <laughs> yeah. I'm the gatekeeper, yeah. you're the so key me, master.
3: Well, that's, that's funny because, you know, at these openings, you're supposed to find an ulu tree or a breadfruit tree. And one side of it is fruitful and green, and the other side is rotting and black, you know, and covered with moss. Okay. And so on the fruitful side are your ancestors who are waiting, you, waiting for you to take you to the other world because you pray to them, you worship them. But on the other side is a place Death. where, as a spirit, you have to suffer because you committed suicide, you didn't honor your family or your gods. And you got to sit on that rotten branch until a living family decides to feed you. And the branch breaks, you go to the other side. But otherwise, people will see you as a dark, shadowy human figure with red, glowing eyes. Wow. Yeah. Shadow people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Talk <laughs>
1: about places in Hawaii that have history like that, like Moanalua uh, High School. Uh, this place, where we are now, we record this, uh, this mm-hmm. podcast at the Dole Cannery uh, at the iHeartRadio Studios, and this place has seen some days. Uh, Absolutely. This, this whole Evilay area yeah. uh, has a long and, and dark history.
3: Absolutely. You know, a, a lot of what's here now is a landfill, but there was a, a basement that was part of, a basin that was part of Honolulu Harbor that had a very rich kind of fish that used to swim in here, but it no longer exists. And this is where they also kept the lepers, you know, until the ships came to get them and bring them to Moloka'i and Unfortunately, there was no dock where they would be let off. They would get thrown overboard, you know, yeah. and they'd have to swim in. And some of them didn't, didn't even have their limbs. Yeah, we, uh, if, uh,
1: interestingly enough, I'm, I'm part of a production at Manoa Valley Theater that opens mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks, tells the story of uh, one family that uh, got uh, sent to Kalaupapa. Mm-hmm. And they talk about how they're treated inhumanely. Yeah. You know, they become objects. They're not he's or she's. They're just it's. Um, and as soon as you were diagnosed with, with leprosy, you go into the system, you stay there, and then the only way you get out is you go to Kalapapa, and then you're there forever. Yeah. So, Ivole, uh where we are now, uh, a lot of ghost stories come out of here. You were telling us earlier before we got on the show that this area uh, used to be a little bit more of a, of a, of a seedy kind of part of town.
3: Yeah, uh, there were uh, brothels here, and, you know, surprisingly <laughs> enough, we have the Japanese picture brides, and sometimes they come to the port, and the guy that's supposed to pick them up, doesn't show up and they get left there. Mm. So there, there was always a, a female pimp who was familiar with this kind kind of thing, and you know she would take care of the girl, lure them, and you know to a place where they get fed, you know bathed and stuff like that. And pretty soon they're put to work. Oh, you know, okay, in the brothels. Oh, yeah, Sheetown. yeah.
1: So that that's Chinatown. That kind of stuff still goes on today in different parts yeah. of the world. Right? Oh,
3: yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> so. This building uh, has a bit of a history. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been told, and I, I don't, I can't verify this. I've been told from people that that, that work here um, that it used to be uh, some some sort of medical building uh, in World War II. Mm-hmm. Um, that the area near here uh, there was a cemetery, or this was a place where bodies were stored during the war. Um, and so, people have seen and they've experienced a lot of energy, a lot of ghost experiences in this building. Uh, all I get is I get a spooky feeling when I come down the, the main hallway in this building, uh, which is where a lot of people have said that they've seen people that really aren't there.
3: Right. It's true. This is absolutely true, uh, especially uh, after World War II. A lot of places in downtown Honolulu had to double as as a morgue. And um, I'm, I'm sorry, after the bombing of Pearl Harbor specifically. Yeah. So this was one of them. Uh, the other was the old State ID building across from the Iolani Palace. Oh,
1: okay, yeah. That
3: that basement also served as a morgue, and it's still still a problem today.
1: What kind of things do people see there?
3: People uh, see shadows, or they smell formaldehyde, or the aroma of burning flesh. And the downstairs bathroom of that building, specifically the women's bathroom, is where uh, the custodians would find a lot of suicide notes.
4: Done with bathrooms.
3: Suicide (laughs) notes. Yeah, from women inside the stall. So okay. they'd leave the suicide note in the women's stall, but they'd commit the acts, you know, somewhere else. Oh. So today, I, I think they're starting to renovate, or they finished renovating, but it was it was closed up for a while. Is are restrooms? Wh- why, what is it with restrooms? You know, that's yeah, one that? thing I haven't yeah, been that? able to determine <laughs> <With> is. <something laughs> we won't be going. Particularly anyway. <laughs> women's restrooms. Women's restrooms. You know. Yeah.
4: Is it because we have yeah. like mirrors? Like, what is it? <laughs> yeah, right. like, well, it's know? It's funny you say that
3: because uh, I can't.
4: We're going to start going to men's restrooms.
3: I can't name the shopping center. I don't want to get sued because I'm already banned from the mall in oh. Kahala. Uh-oh. <laughs> <It's the> mall. <laughs> Kahala Mall! <laughs> 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 it's the downstairs. Da- I'm, I'm not going to name any names. It's the downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to name any names.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> but this particular side of this mall, there's it's a... It's around to
4: wrap around in the basement. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> right. You have to put mirrors on it. I know what you're talking about, dude. Oh, I
3: know the one you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> about. This particular mall has a polymony hospital behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... uh if you've been to the food court where the, the movie theater is, there's a, a hallway that goes to the bathroom, yes. and the management told me that recently they've had to take all the mirrors down in the women's bathroom. And the short story it's is... the uh, told you. <laughs> the short story is, um, you know, girls from a, a private Catholic girls' school would gather at, at the, the food court, and there was one girl that they were bullying. And from what people remember, these girls would tell this one particular girl, you're not beautiful enough... You're not smart enough, you know. uh, Oh, Oh. here we go. That's a great way to get interrupted. (laughs) Yeah. And so it just just keeps telling the girl, you know, she's not enough of this and not enough of that. So the story goes, she went into one of the stalls in the women's bathroom and committed suicide. Oh, wow. And so after that, women who would go into the bathroom would go to the sink and wash their hands. And they'd hear the, the stall door open behind them, you know.
2: Oh! Whoa. Whoa. No. oh, yeah.
3: Lopaka. oh LoPaka, how did the how did the door go? No!
2: no.
5: Like, We're not having it. Did
3: oh, they see her god. in the mirror and so behind her? Huh? They would see her come out of the stall.
4: Shut
6: up! No! Uh, <laughs> oh my god! They didn't
3: get scared right away because she looked like she was you know flesh and blood, but you know um, she was bleeding. No. Whoa! And whoa. she would she would look at them and she would say, "Am I enough?" No. So wow, sad.
2: boy, yeah. Lopaca! If I had a nickel. <laughs>
3: <laughs> wild. So they had to take the mirrors uh, down in that bathroom because it was happening too often. That is wild, uh,
1: Lopaka, At the end of the this story here for the podcast listeners at home, uh, our bartender has arrived, which oh, yeah. is good because this desert is so making thirsty. me thirsty. It's so
2: <laughs> thirsty. More
1: spirits.
6: <laughs> More oh, spirits. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, Thank you. Thank you.
3: Thank you, thank you. Which
1: reminds me, Lapaca, we, we've, uh, we've already gotten 15 minutes into this podcast, and we haven't come up with a word of the day. Uh, usually the guest will come up with a word that we say, and every time you say it, we're all going to drink, we're all going to cheer, we're all going to make spooky sounds, and I'll ring this bell. I don't know about you guys. I'm just going to drink
3: okay. every time I hear that. Uh, let's say the word of the day is attachment.
1: Attachment.
2: Oh. Yeah. Okay,
1: so every time we hear the word attachment, everybody's going to make some noise. Hey! And then we're going to have some drinks. Uh, Flash, our bartender has arrived. Let's our meet. Our bartender has
2: arrived. We've got Michelle from the Knotts Coffee Roasters Bar. Michelle, come right on over here to my microphone. We've got Michelle. Say
0: hi. Hi. Hi, thanks for coming down. Of course, thanks for having me.
1: So, Michelle, you're going to make us some cocktails today, some spooky spirits?
0: Some spooky spirits. <laughs> yeah, I've got, a, I've got a couple fun things going on over here. Okay, we'll um, you get
1: set up, and then uh,
2: you can make your first drink.
0: Yes, I'm, I'm all about it. All right, cool. so
2: Michelle is at um, Knott's Coffee Bar on the first floor of the just reopened, and we'll get to that too, the just reopened Queen Kapiolani Hotel. What? They just went under a $35 million what? Dollar remodel.
3: The and Queen Kapiolani Hotel?
2: Oh, here we Uh-oh. go! Uh-oh. Oh, no! oh! no! I knew it!
3: That hotel has history. Oh, they got attachments.
6: What is it? This <laughs> <day>? <laughs> yeah
2: Lopaka, Lopaka, choose your words carefully because I like to go there for Pauhana on the deck, uh, oh. on, on the pool deck where Michelle also bartends. So yeah. I want to keep going there. Yeah. So uh. don't scare me too much. <laughs> if you're on the
3: deck, you're great. Deck is great. Oh, okay. Yeah. Deck is good. So it's where, the where, the where should you not uh, go? <laughs> oh, oh, the mezzanine. Oh, the mezzanine. Oh, the mezzanine is
0: totally haunted. Yeah. Oh, oh. What? Oh. Get over here. Say that. <laughs> oh my God. The mezzanine is what so haunted. What is it, haunted. Michelle? Yeah. Is that, that's the second floor. <laughs> it's it's um well it's in between. It's it's, kind of like it's, it's 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 a, it's a non-floor. It's an <laughs> in-between Yeah, floor. you have the lobby and then you have the second floor and how then you I have whole, this mezzanine the and that? then you have the third floor. Yeah, and it's um there's no stairs that go there. Like for the employees, we gotta run up and down the stairs. There's no stairs. You have to take the service elevator. There's no stairs to that yeah, floor. It's a very strange, yeah, exactly. Whoa. And um, and and then that's where we keep all the liquor and everything. That's like our storage. So you always got to go down there you're by yourself. And I swear to God, every time there's things moving down there, it's I'm like oh, every time oh I go down wow. there, I'm like run in, go run in, grab grab whatever oh. pint of bottle you need, run back out. It's, Yikes. it's scary. The mezzanine is a scary what, place. What happened it's totally over
1: All right. So yeah. Like that that so totally
3: maybe let's get the history of that, LoPaka. Watch I don't know what, what the history is, but I can. Maybe I shouldn't. Oh! No, you know, I want the hotel to have business. Um, I like I like staying there on a particular kind of floor, and the staff—they're really nice people. I like them a lot. Maybe uh, and there's a friend of mine named Eric Lon Caldwell who restored all the oil paintings, and they just put them back yeah. up too. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, so. You know, for the sake of the, the fact that I really like the location, maybe we'll. Okay, we'll pull you know, back on the ghost story yeah. there, but it's definitely haunted. It's definitely what, haunted.
2: What can I do or what can anyone do? This is specific to the hotel, but let's say I'm a student at Moana Loa and I have to go eat in the cafeteria, or right. I'm thirsty and I like Michelle's uh, old fashions at Queen Or i a woman Ooh. and need to use the restroom. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> or. or am... <laughs> yes. Or I'm driving around Makapu and I see the white lady. What are some um, protectionary situations that you can do if you're going to go into a, what you know to be a funky situation where you don't want any attachments? And I'm, yeah, not, and I'm not talking yeah, yeah, about okay, Friday night Patricia at 2 a.m.
3: Uh, now, Now, we have to be careful about what you said. Are we, are we talking about a Caucasian woman or a woman dressed in white? What are we saying? Well,
2: I'm scared of all Howley girls, so (laughs) uh, we we can start there.
1: (laughs) Well, let's, let's... That was actually going to bring me to my next question. Uh, There are some folk tales, some folklore that you hear. As a kid, you're told these stories. We hear about the woman in white. We hear about the faceless woman. We hear about Morgan's Corner.
4: Morgan's Corner.
1: Uh, (laughs) Let's go through each of these, and maybe you can kind of help us sort out the lore from the fact.
3: Okay, go ahead, start.
1: I hope it's all lore and none of it's facts, because I'm not ready for that. Same. All right. So the woman in white. Um, now the story. This is this is the hitchhiking story, right? Yeah, Where you see is,
2: her. I don't, to me, she's the most. Uh, mm. I mean, outside of Pele and all that, which is a separate thing. But I feel like the white lady has got to be the most. Famous. Woman in white. Woman, woman in white. white. What did I say? White lady. Uh, white yeah. lady. It's, 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 that's your attachment to white ladies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, here we go. Hey, Hold on. Um, <laughs> any cute brown girls listening? That's totally not true.
3: Okay. <laughs> so essentially, uh. The one you're talking about is seen most around the Makapu'u area. Mm -hmm. Correct. And anciently, that is the goddess Malay, who has a particular shrine that is dedicated to her at the lookout. Oh. Yeah. And so she's sort of benevolent depending on, on who's going by. But the funny thing about the parking lot to the lookout itself is it's been continually haunted by the ghosts of women who only appear to men who are cheating.
2: Oh. Boy, this explains a lot. There we go. <laughs> yeah.
3: There we go. <laughs> a lot. And it's because it's because women have continually gone there to commit suicide because of infidelity. Oh. oh. So see. if if you go there and you look at some of some of the rocks, they have these holes in them. You'll see women's hair bound up and <laughs> inserted inside, sort of like an offering or a oh. last thing before they. Ooh, yeah.
1: What? Yeah.
3: Ooh, that's All right. So that's uh, the the, the that woman shrink. in white.
1: Uh which one should we attack next? Which one of the old folks? Wait, 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 is, is that
4: Corne real? Corner? Yes. It's real.
0: Yeah. 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 So, um, so this is, is
3: she, she like la, la chorona? No, no, no. She doesn't have a child who drowned. Oh no, yeah. no. Yeah. Different yeah. so
0: she, Okay, different,
3: different, mm. different, different, different. yeah. Okay, oh, well, Michelle
1: dropping knowledge. In let's let's uh let's uh, head
3: out to Kahala.
1: Yeah. Uh we were there earlier. Should let's go back to Kahala to mm-hmm. the old okay. drive in. And so, uh, the faceless woman in the bathroom.
3: So May sixteenth, nineteen fifty-eight. It's a double feature: Love Slaves of the Amazon, Monolith Monsters, two Oscar winners. And somewhere in between, one of those movies, the woman goes to use the bathroom. She comes out, and she said, "There's a what appears to be a Japanese woman in a white kimono."
4: Oh hell no! Who's
3: brushing Sorry. her? <laughs> she's brushing her long black hair, and the woman's <laughs> next to her, washing her hands. And when she looks up, she says, "The woman grabs her hair like this, away from her face, and pulls no, it back." No and there's no face. Oh, my gosh.
1: (laughs) That one got me right there.
3: (laughs) By the
2: way, I grew up in Kailua. Oh. And, I mean, back in the day, you had, if you wanted to go to the movies, it was, like, pretty much Kailua drive-in or the holiday. Oh, that place
3: was spooky, man. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, I mean, that story, especially for, you know, all the little kids, that story Mm. spreads like wildfire, and you better believe that we all believed it. Oh, yeah. So I would be terrified to go to the bathroom by myself. Well,
3: the thing about it is it's documented. You know, it's... uh, was reported in a newspaper by Bob Krauss, who actually had a photograph that he printed way back in 1959, I think. And I have it somewhere. A photograph that somebody
1: had taken? Of,
3: of the faceless woman. Of the no faceless woman.
1: Wow. No. Oh, no. Yeah. Very pre-Photoshop, I might add. And and what's, yeah. what's, the, what's the origin of that? Why was it there? And this, this was uh, at the... In Kahala, right? Not Kailua, but in Kahala. Yeah, the old
3: YLI drive-in. Where, where YLA. the public storage is. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Japan, they call it no perabo. And it's a, a shapeshifter, but its specific task is to just appear as someone who needs help or someone who's in distress. And the old legend in Japan on the Akasaka Road is a traveler's walking and sees a, a woman who looks injured, and she's crying, and he says, oh, can I help you? You're o- are you okay? And she says, I'm fine, I'm fine. She says, what can I do to help? She said, would you mind carrying me a few more feet to the noodle shop? And I'm sure someone can help me. So he says, okay. And he picks her up like this, and she puts his arm around him, and the f- hair falls away. She has no face. Oh, no. oh no. heck no.
6: Oh,
0: and
3: on that note, no. let's all have a drink. <laughs> okay. Michelle, come and walk us through oh, what you I just
0: made for us. <laughs> so uh, this is, uh, we call it our So Sweet, So Sour. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's with, uh, made with our house-made so strawberry so syrup, um, fresh lemon juice, um, and then um, with, uh, we use a little gray goose vodka but my favorite part of this cocktail is uh, we top it with a salted grapefruit foam. Ooh. So, very nice. All right, cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
2: cheers. Congrats on the Queen Kapilani Hotel reopening. Yeah, congrats reopening. on the
3: reopening. It's delicious. Mm. What is it going there? That is really delicious. Good. See
0: how the foam just hits you right away? That grapefruit oh, wow. is such a very it's a sweet, not a very
1: tart. Um, I have a strong attachment to this drink.
3: Attachment. Ah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, um... Which one should we attack next? Morgan's Corner?
3: Morgan's Corner. corner.
1: Let's talk about that. Where's Morgan's Corner?
3: Morgan's Corner is on the hairpin uh, turn at the Nu'uanu Polly Drive. By
1: the (laughs) Polly. It's the old Polly Drive.
3: No, the Nu'uanu Polly Drive. Okay. It's a turn. Yeah, it's that hairpin (laughs) turn. Um, It's actually the property of the Morgan estate. So as you take that hairpin turn, there's a left turn this way. The estate still belongs to the Morgan family. So the short story is... Uh, Dr. James Morgan owned the estate, and down the hill from him was uh, Miss Therese Wilder. And he always had to go treat uh, kids who were racing late at night, got into accidents. And he would also go treat uh, Miss Therese Wilder. And one night, three local boys break into her house. Uh, They beat her up and rape her. They tie her too tight to the chair. She dies Mm. of uh, strangulation. And so for some reason, that's how the place got the name morgan's corner but it really had nothing to do with dr morgan except that his house was on the corner so the story about the boyfriend and girlfriend in the car yeah and the boyfriend ends up uh hanging upside down from the car the next morning that's an urban legend okay Okay. and so that urban legend exists in almost every state in the united states it has a different title to it a different location but it's essentially the same story
1: okay so that's that's folklore that's that's that's, folklore that's that's not not
3: true yeah Uh, is is that area haunted it is now because of all the uh, fast and furious, you know, racers that try to take that hairpin turn at breakneck speed. Mm. So there have been a lot of uh, fatalities there.
2: But I feel like that area in particular, and, and maybe it's, you know, urban legend or whatever. Um, I just went up there the other day with Kaylee and Kara. We had to turn. The poly was on. There was a detour, and we had to turn up there. And I swear to God, as soon as we turned onto that road, <laughs> Kara said... Let's turn around. She goes, this whole area just gives me the creeps. There's just too much like mana, too much like that old area of Nuuanu just. it. I'm not even saying it's bad. It just feels like there's a lot of a particular kind of energy there. There's a lot. You're, you're not answering the question.
3: No. <laughs> so uh,
2: this is like I'm talking pre Fast and Furious and whatever's been going on right. lately. This, you think this, there's is, just
1: because of that I, that I'm, area yeah, feels spooky? Anyway. I, well, no,
2: I just feel like to me that feels like that ha- there's some very ancient vibes going on there.
3: Yeah, they have what they call uh, kupua or uh, shapeshifters. They have uh, troublemaker spirits who who like to. Call your name and lead you away, and you get lost while you're hiking. Okay.
2: But at the right. same time, there's that a uh, um, there's a beautiful Buddhist <laughs> temple up there yeah. that's gorgeous. And when I'm at that temple, um, I still feel a lot of energy and a lot of old energy, but I, it it doesn't feel bad or negative. It, yeah. it feels very calming.
3: Well, the area is also where they have a, a night marcher procession, but it's also where the Battle of Nuuanu went. Right. Mm. Yeah. Before it concluded at the pulley. So there's so a lot of. I didn't know
1: that that was in that area. I guess that, that makes sense. Out. Back in there. Yeah. Well, okay. So you brought up the Night Marchers. Yeah. Here um, we go. So here the, we go. The story of the Night Marchers, I've heard it told so many different times. Uh, okay. But I want, it, I want you to tell me um, the most compelling story of the Night Marchers that maybe someone has experienced.
3: Okay. Hmm.
1: And maybe, with a little history of what the night marchers are for the podcast listener,
3: okay, so we'll start with the story first. I want to be able to go to sleep tonight, by the way, just yeah. well, sorry, you, be- you better leave <laughs> <laughs> so uh when I was teaching at a, a charter school, one of the uh, one of my students, her father is still a police officer, and he told me he had a strange experience over the weekend, and this is when h b d still drove cushman's. They didn't get the quads yet, and he said uh he and three of his officers were driving through Kapi'olani Park to Basically, clear out all the homeless and the drunk and the whoever after 10 o'clock. Yep. And they were driving. He said they drove past the bandstand. They were toward the middle of the park behind the first set of tennis courts. Uh-huh. And he said all of a sudden, something he couldn't see grabbed his cushman and turned it upside down. No. Uh, Whoa. No. And started shaking it like this and actually shook him out of it. And he said, you know, it's a lucky thing he was wearing his helmet because he hit the, the grass head first. But his other friends were knocked out. You know, Their cushmans were like just thrown. Oh. And he said when he looked up, there was a procession of warriors coming through the bandstand heading across the park, and he said they were all headless. Whoa. Oh, sh- yeah. they Did they have the torches? No. They had the torches. No. So here's the history. Uh, King Kamehameha wins the Battle of Nutwanu and he has prisoners of war, which he's very unkind to. And so he marches them back to um, the slopes of Diamond Head, to a compound that's part of this sacrificial temple called uh, Papa Ena Ena. And in the compound, all of his prisoners of war, he personally goes in there and breaks every single bone in their bodies. Oh, Jesus. Wow. You know, and lets them suffer. And then a uh, couple of weeks later, he goes with a two-pronged wooden weapon called the makalua, uh, oh, the two-eyed yeah. pit, and basically gouges all their eyes out. Oh, man. You know, and lets them Ruthless. just languish. And the third time he goes back, he has all their heads chopped off. And so on the walls of that temple, he puts stakes and puts their heads on top of it. That is sort of a warning to everybody else. You know, this is what's going to happen. So later on, uh, that hail becomes the Dillingham Estate. Okay. And when Mark Twain is visiting Hawaii, he's taking a carriage, according to his journal, uh, journals, a carriage ride through Kapiolani Park. And he said, it's bumping, it's skipping, it's uncomfortable. And in his journal, he says, I call out to the, to the old Kanaka the old Hawaiian gentleman who ferries me along. I am troubled. And I query query of him, why does this ride jostle and climb so much? And the old Kanaka turns around and says, apologies, uh, Mr. Clemens, but we are now riding, unfortunately, over the remains of the Battle of Nu'uanu, those victims. So, what's on that old Dillingham estate today, that old Hiau? Well, that headless night marcher trail comes through the Kapi'olani Park bandstand, through Kapi'olani Park, all the way to the other end where those last set of um, tennis courts are. And they conclude at the Hayal because that's where night marchers stop. And on that Hayal today is the single most haunted private school on Oahu, which is La Pietra School for Girls. That place is creepy. I can't go to Kapi'olani anymore. (laughs) I'm done with
4: that park.
5: All right. <laughs> I, let me. Go places to go are getting limited. Slim. I, I have a
2: and I question, can't even though, go. Um <laughs> <laughs> At least, as far as anecdotally, yeah. um, that I, when anyone oh, talks about the night marchers, it always seems to be out on the North Shore at night. People camping, and they're looking up in the mountains, and they see the torches, and they see people coming down and stuff.
3: Oh yeah. yeah. Um, so night, I
2: thought the night marchers were heaviest in the North Shore area. No, they
3: they have. Uh, several processions throughout Oahu and the the thing about it is a lot of people forget um, the path is the path. Doesn't matter how the geography changes, they still have the path. So, there's two processions that come down Bishop and Alakea. Okay. And an office that I was called to I can't even say the office now. uh, They were having a, a team building thing so they wanted me to tell them ghost stories and these are attorneys and after the session The one woman who organized the thing says, oh, we want to show you something. It's some security footage, and they showed it to me. And it's just this column of mist coming through the office. Oh, 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 my God. We're on the island, the smoke monster. (laughs) Oh, man. You mean
4: a column of mist? (laughs) Where where is this? (laughs)
3: this? (laughs) So the history is uh, in ancient times we had the high-ranking chief that was so sacred that as they passed, uh, their couple was that you as a commoner had to remove your clothes, lie face down, and you couldn't look. And your hands had to be behind the back of your head, so even if they passed, and the sun happened to cast their shadow on your body, you'd be killed. Wow! You know, and so these kinds of chief chiefs, it wasn't easy because they're you know whenever they had to go number one or number two, it had to be put in a bowl, uh, paddled out to the horizon and dumped. So in the afterlife, this is what they're doing. It's the same kind of procession, but the night marchers march on the last four moon phases of the Hawaiian, Hawaiian lunar calendar, as the moon is going dark, so it's Kane, Lono, Mauli, Muku. The night of Kane is for the, the warriors. The night of Lono is for the god Lono. Mauli is the night when ghosts and spirits are freed around the earth. And the night of Muku is the night for the gods when there's no moon and it's completely, completely dark.
1: Today happens to be a full moon.
3: Yeah. Uh, get those so, exact we're okay. dates, so
1: we're okay. Please. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> you want a calendar for that I one?
4: Calendar. I would like the Hawaiian calendar. <laughs> right. and those
1: exact Lopaka
2: dates. is. Is there anywhere I can go on this island that isn't going to scare the crap out of me? Yeah. Can I leave my house ever again? I live a mile
3: away from Kabul. I think the most least scariest place you could go is maybe the water park. The no, that's park. not true. That's not true. Either. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's really... It, there's nowhere. nowhere to go. Is it, <laughs> I
2: think Maleko alluded to this earlier. Um, we've obviously... We've all traveled. We've all been at other places. There is... Something about the energy in Hawaii, and I I know it's not just us because tourists say this, people that visit, Mm -hmm. everybody seems to get a sense of something. And again, it's not necessarily good or bad, but there's, there's vibes in the air here that are more so than an average place in general.
3: Yeah, and some people who haven't been here and arrive here for the first time, pick up on it right away, and other people, it just spits them out. Yeah.
5: Um, I think if you're sensitive, you're going to
3: pick yeah. up on it. Anyway. Yeah. But a lot, of, uh, a lot of world world spiritualists, uh, people who are, are known in their field, parapsychologists, uh, doctors, they all come to this one conclusion back in uh, 1975, and there was a paranormal conference. Their conclusion was if... And it was strange because it was outside the box of what the conference was about. But they said, you know, the place that has the highest concentration of psychic energy is in the Hawaiian Islands. But they specifically said it was the island of Kauai. Yeah. How,
2: do you, how would you go about measuring that?
3: Uh, that's another show because it would take another hour. <laughs> 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 and I'm, I'm, I'm not being facetious. That's, yeah. that's yeah, actually yeah. true. That's and so they concluded if world peace were going to begin from anywhere, it would be in Hawaii. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because of how different things are are here as opposed to, you know, everywhere else. Like, um, this is 1975. One guy who came here said, I met this Hawaiian family, didn't know me from Adam, but they adopted me like I was one of their own. They fed me. He said, I didn't have to put on any airs or pretend to be anything. It was first place I was able to really just be myself. I agree. You know.
2: I mean, that's just describing the aloha spirit. Yeah. So is yeah. the aloha spirit
3: haunted, is what you're saying here? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Um, Hawaiian people in, in particular, I don't know if it's, if it's true now. It was true during my mom's time. But my mom always said, we Hawaiian people are 100% and there's no gray matter. So it's 100% this way or that way. So mm. she said, if we love you, you're stuck with us. And if we hate you. You're dead. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well Paco, I want to uh I want to shift gears here in just a minute. Sure. But before yeah. we do that, um I wanna I wanna see if you can share with us uh the scariest ghost story that you know.
2: No, no, oh god. No thank no, you. No, no, not ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> We're still trying to figure out how
5: to go <laughs> to the bathroom. <laughs> uh
3: this is two thousand and eight. Uh There was a guy in the, he was in the tour business for a while. He was just retiring and he got here in 1973 and from Boston. And he said when he moved here, he just loved it. And immediately he started to acclimate himself with the culture and the language and everything. And pretty soon he was working for a tour company. And he said one of his stops was Capena Falls. And he said whenever they went there, he would go check it out first, make sure it was safe. He didn't want anybody to get hurt. And then he'd go back to the the tour van and, and go get his people. And he said he did it all the time. It was no problem. And he said one morning, he's heading out to the falls, and he sees a little Hawaiian girl. And he says he forgets how she was dressed, but she was sitting near the falls with a a bamboo fishing pole, you know, and the the shuji wire. And she was sitting here, and he said she was sitting next to her dad because she was sitting near his shoulder, so he couldn't really see the father's face. But it looked like he was just sitting there sleeping because of the way, you know, his body was positioned. But as he got closer, he noticed the little girl was crying. She's like, hmm. And he says, hey, darling, what's the matter? She says, I can't catch any fish. And he says, what kind of fish are you trying to catch? And she says, "Moy, I'm trying to catch moy." And and he says, baby, there's no moy in waterfalls. You have to go out to the ocean. And she said, no, I just caught a couple. I did, I did. And he says to her, well, what kind of bait are you using? And she says, oh, wait. And she gets up, you know, her little body, and she stands up. And she has the fishing pole like this and she's pulling out the wire and she's wrapping it around her fist. And when she pulls out the hook, she holds it up to him like this. And so this whole story took him two hours to tell. But mm-hmm. what he says is when the girl goes like this and holds up the, f- the hook, there are two human eyes on it. No! I'm oh. done. <laughs> and because of the way she's facing him, looks behind her, the guy lying there has no eyes. Oh, my gosh. Oh. And so this man says, even before he can scream, the girl throws the fishing pole down. And he says, as she dives into the pond, she reaches back, grabs the collar of the shirt of this man. He says, this nine-year-old girl, this nine-year-old girl, he says, grabs on to this man's collar. And when she dives into that pond, she takes him with her. Oh my gosh. And he says, he's rooted to the spot. He's horrified. And he says, the next thing he knows, she appears on the opposite side of the pond, but her face like this. Just. Uh, about. Oh. oh. oh
6: God. He's, no, holding, he's wait, holding his, his hand right below his of eyes, by the way. And so
3: she starts, oh. she starts swimming toward him. Oh my goodness!
2: <laughs> oh my goodness! Chicken skin. my job. So
3: he says he's horrified. She's getting closer. And before she gets close enough to put her hands up to where he is to climb up, he says, All of a sudden, from behind him, he hears, Hey! (laughs) (laughs) And he turns around and he says, It's all the people. It's all the people from his tour. He'd been gone an hour. And so they came to look for him. And so he says, After that, whenever I had to go anywhere on the windward side, I would never go on the Pali Highway past that waterfall. I would never go up Nu'uanu. He said, I always went like like. Wow. wow.
1: Yeah. Unreal. <laughs> That's incredible. By the way. Where, uh, where is this? <laughs> <laughs> specifically. One <laughs> more place you can't go. Can, can you drop me a GPS pin? Heart. Lopaka Kapunui's Mysteries of Hawaii, Hawaii's original ghost tours and chicken skin tours. And we've, we can prove here in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get a photo of that
2: chicken skin? I, I, no, I was freaking out too much. I have one more question, though, about the lady in white. Yes. So when oh, you I see know. her you need a date that you have bad. to you have to stop and, and let her you let her in the car, right?
3: If you see the Hawaiian lady in white or no matter how she's dressed, you have to pick her up. You have to, right? Yeah. Because so that that's be easy for you, Flash. No matter what the negotiation <laughs> is, even if she isn't going where you're going, within that minute or so that it takes you to, to go through that whole conversation, she's actually saving your life.
4: Does she know that we're scared
2: when we pick oh, her up? Oh so she's like a guardian angel? <laughs> she's
3: buying you time. Oh, Because if you just decide to ignore and keep driving, a tree might fall across the road or you might hit a four-way intersection and get T-boned like I almost did.
2: So she is like a guardian angel. She's a a good guy.
3: You saw her and you... I saw Pele back in 2005. uh, And you're not going to believe it, but I saw her on Date Street while I was parking my car. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like 2 in the morning. And it was weird because the she's was The least this,
2: scary street in Hawaii right. suddenly is <laughs> great.
3: But she's this old Hawaiian lady, and it just was strange because she was wearing a turtleneck sweater and the the plaid Catholic girl uh, skirt and these, you know, mod boots. It was just so weird, and I looked at her like this, and she goes, take me to Zippy's. I said, okay, Tutu, you want to go to the one down here in Kapu'ulu? She goes, no, I want to go to the one in Wahiawa. Oh,
1: my gosh. Oh, my gosh.
3: So I said, oh my. I said, Tutu, I'm not going that way. She says, but I'm so hungry. And I looked down... And I noticed my daughter left her, uh, her Chuck E. Cheese cheese pizza in the back. So I grabbed it like this. I said, oh, here, Tutu, I have some pizza. And I went like this, and she was gone. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, no. the second Wait. I The second I did this, this car just whizzes right past me, and you can hear it. And so this is Date and Olukele, which is about 10 feet away from where I parked. And he has the green light, but this other car uh, just runs the red light and just T-bones his head. Whoa. That was supposed to be me. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Yeah.
1: Wow. That's incredible. All right, I'm going to need a breather for a second and maybe a fresh cocktail. Michelle drinks now.
2: <laughs> now,
6: Michelle.
2: why?
1: <laughs> Michelle, by the way, uh, at the new... We
2: haven't even covered the outer islands
1: yet. <laughs> at the Queen Kapiolani Hotel, newly renovated the, the pool deck... He's incredibly beautiful. Uh, the renovation's great. The hotel is historic. It's, it's been in Waikiki um, since 1977. Thank you. I didn't know exactly when, but <laughs> I'm glad he's here. Since nineteen seventy seven, is beautiful hotel. Uh, one of the few <laughs> hotels that still has the original architecture uh, on the outside of it. Uh, the front
2: entrance is very grand and beautiful, and they've done they've done a great job redoing the entrance and but keeping it maintaining the, the old school look, but just like better lighting and stuff now. Mm-hmm. And really, now the pool really deck
1: is very modern, uh, very fun, and, and they're doing parties there. Is that what's going on here? Not
2: parties, but you know, happy hour daily, um, live entertainment from five to eight. Most days, you know, uh, Krista and Tittabite and Jem are all spinning. DJ Mr. Nick. Um, Tavana's playing there. So only the hottest podcast. DJs and,
1: and entertainers.
2: Yeah, yeah. Tavana's. Kuhio Tra- uh, Travis is there on Fridays. He's great. Jeffrey James. Um, it's good. It's fantastic. And Michelle is there on the pool deck and at the Knots Bar
1: down in the lobby. Awesome. All right, so Michelle, what do you, uh, what do you got lined up for drink number two today?
0: Uh, so I'm doing the, uh, the other side of the island is what we call it. It's... Um, um it's a twist on like a the scary a, side of the a, island. The scary side of the <laughs> island. <laughs> um Apparently that's the whole island now. Um no by doing that I I'm just uh throwing some um, because traditionally like a south side or he said you got uh, cucumber mint um oh, yeah. something like that but this is uh, a little twist on that we do a cucumber eucalyptus syrup yeah, okay. oh. yeah. so uh, very tasty and then i've got a couple drops of uh, a shiso tincture all this we make in house okay um so shiso, it's like a japanese herbal uh like mint kind of um so um Yeah, it's just uh, cucumber eucalyptus, a little bit of lime, some of the good stuff, the vodka, and then we just top it off with a beautiful shiso leaf with a cute little clip you guys will see in the wine glass. Awesome. Mm -hmm. All right. But uh, yeah, very delicious, very refreshing, perfect for poolside. It's It's just, yeah, exactly. It's very, very refreshing. Okay, bring it on. Perfect for ghost sightings or whatever, you know.
1: If somebody wants to get uh a ghost tour, somebody wants to, to take a tour around the island, maybe they want to bring you into a space that they think is haunted and maybe you know the history of, um how do they how do they uh uh reach you are you doing daily tours now? Oh, well, daily tours year round. Year round, not just around Halloween.
3: Not, I mean, yeah. Our busiest season is actually April, uh, golden week. That's when we're swamped. <laughs> What, I'm sorry. What's golden? What's April? Uh, golden week to is uh, when the Japanese come to Hawaii, and apparently Japanese are very, very interested in ghosts. Oh, yeah, okay. And they, very, have at least four, they have at least four years of English, so it's, it's really not yes. that bad.
1: Wow, okay. All right. That's Mysteries of Hawaii, by the way. Uh, so they just call you directly? Just give them this number here? Yep. Six seven three nine zero nine nine, And we'll uh, repeat that for you at the end of and the my, show. My here.
3: wife is uh, listening, and she just texted me, and uh, she said I can't drink. You can't drink? Oh. No, okay. Because I have to go pick her up. Oh, okay. <laughs> God. All she, right. Well, she means uh, you can't drink a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what
1: I tell my wife. Just a little. Right. Uh, okay, if you're going to go out on Halloween, uh, the other side of this show is we want to get you uh, out uh, uh, looking your best. It's so easy to be lazy on Halloween, and it's not as much fun. What we want to encourage you to do is to go put some effort into it, maybe make your own costumes, maybe put some uh, some... Uh, hair and makeup into it you know accessories 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 is great for halloween renee you've been doing this for folks for years what's the go-to look for halloween this year that people are already asking for you over at sanctuary salon
5: um probably the main the main one is the the nun did you see that movie that's out right now oh the yeah scary nun yeah they're liking that um filter no filter which is Great if you have like a friend that's not as cute as you, mm-hmm. but they want to emulate you. That's a good <laughs> night to go out together. So
1: filter, no filter. It's a two-person costume. A two one person, person costume. looks great. One and person you one doesn't.
5: Looks busted version of you, great, <laughs> of you, right? That's a very popular one. And so you got to try to make them look the same, but mm-hmm. you know, not too much. But yeah, like, uh, and I would say always seems to be like sugar skulls, or those seem to be popular. Half, half.
1: Uh, oh, the sugar skulls. Skull, yeah, yeah, half, half the, skeleton. Mm-hmm.
5: People like that one, too. But I think it doesn't matter always. You should be sexy. Always sexy? Always sexy. Well, that's that's the
1: rule for a Halloween costume, right? You can dress as anything. There's a difference.
5: There's a difference. Wait, what's think, the difference? Uh, slutty is, well, it doesn't matter. Like You turn, like, you could be a pumpkin, a nurse, whatever, and you look like a slut. So you can be a slutty pumpkin? Yeah. It's, yes. It's not a hot look. It's not a hot look. Speak
2: for yourself, Sabrina. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right.
5: We're not going to get into it with you and your Halloween costume, sir. Okay.
2: Oh, I want to hear. I want to hear yeah. what you think about Flash's Halloween costume choices. Well, she usually is the one, you know, for driving years, the bus for on that. For
5: years, he wanted to be a woman. For sure, I was sure of that. Well, that's I that was that a continues.
2: hot, beautiful. He was woman. a hot
5: chick. He had hair down to his waist, and he wore this little pink mini skirt with his little banto top.
1: Okay, wow. just just wow. two things,
2: Mal- You would have two. You would have
1: two things. First of all, I up saw up. that costume, and you were not hot. No, no, he was Lies. Hot. No, no. The well, jealousy I hate to is so ugly. You were better looking than you are now, but that's not hard.
5: Well, a lot of girls. I mean, a lot of guys. Wanted no. to date and, him, and second of all,
1: second of all, a lot of guys have always wanted to date Flash, right. and he's wanted to date them too. His wow. questionable, okay. his wow. questionable sexuality has hold on, always hold on, been hold
6: on. one
2: of his. Hold on, what? Maleko, are you asking me out? Right? now?
6: <laughs> I all think
2: right. He's
1: just well, attached. <laughs> well, you know, going in drag uh, is is not easy to do. How many hours of makeup did it take to get him to look that good?
2: Uh, not many <laughs> mofo at least a good hour <laughs> not
5: that long he actually has good bone structure i'll give him that oh
1: wow yeah but
5: i always have to fill in the hairline
1: yeah yeah damn still true <laughs> still true today plus you and i should go as filter no filter
2: yeah yes. you that's, that's hilarious that's costume. That
1: obviously i'm filter okay.
2: <laughs> oh. not so much since you shaved yeah. By the way, for, you'll see later on when we are posting on the socials, but Maleko finally shaved his beard. Thank God. Yeah. Right. You lost ten pounds, like over.
5: My d- husband immediately. just shaved his beard too, and he actually looks younger, like ten years yeah. younger. And yeah. You,
1: hotter. You, you so the beard thing is, it, it it's a good look, and unless you, as long as you maintain it, but if you don't maintain it, it, it turns into a Absolutely. mess. Absolutely. All I right, agree. so uh, for the for the folks at home doing their own costumes, uh, you got some make us tips for us. Uh, first of all, how do you make fake blood? that you buy at the store. I'll leave that to Sabrina. Look real.
4: Okay, that's my department in the bloodiness. (laughs) Um, I do gore, but not spookiness. Um, Okay. So what you need actually is a layering system that creates like the fake blood look and make it look really real. You need... um. A few different kinds of colored powder a red a maroon you might even need one that's brownish to look like as if there's like dirt or so someone wants to like fall down and look like you know they're all cut up and stuff so
1: like old blood so like dried. you want you want to make it look worn in
4: exactly okay because that's what's going to hold the most i mean you can always just squirt fake blood on but that's just going to wash off and then it's going to look bad so you need to have a layering system put a bunch of powder red maroon and then you need a gelatinous like a jelly type of pasty
6: mm-hmm.
4: um almost like a, a red wax that you put on top of that to give it a very meaty look okay and then once Whoa. you get that nice Ew. meaty yes. flesh cut Gross. look then you need um some squirt blood or also spray blood works just fine so that's, that's the kind blood. that
2: you buy it like a yeah, costume exactly. That's, like when, you, that's you,
4: when the okay, yeah, blood yeah, yeah. comes in. Yeah. Yes, and mm. then that's when you go ahead and, <laughs> and you... that's
1: just put on top. That's exactly. the fresh stuff.
4: Exactly. Right. And then you squirt that on. You could also use a dropping system if you want to make mm. it look like just drips of blood running down.
1: Is it a good idea to put it on, like, if you're going to use, like, some a wardrobe ad- element to this that you can get blood on, is it a good idea to put it on there or does that just make it look fake? Or? No, no, always a good idea to always put it on idea. the okay. wardrobe.
4: Yeah. Always a good idea. Okay. Because always go with blood splatter. Because blood isn't clean. Yeah. It's messy and gross.
1: Are there any? Okay, I, I just got invited to a Halloween party for tonight, okay. and uh, tonight, wait, just hypothetical. Okay. Halloween party tonight. <laughs> okay, um, I don't have time to go get a costume. <laughs> okay, um, give me a give me a good makeup slash uh, old wardrobe costume choice that I could probably whip together in like six hours.
0: Uh, we always or say
1: less, like, or less. Okay,
2: witches. Witches. Stuff in your in your closet already. Yeah, zombies. Zombies
4: is always easy. easy. Just get old clothes, rip it up, fix some squirt blood on it. Your bad green eyeshadow. Yeah.
2: Just throw uh, it yeah. all
1: over your face. It'll what what do you do with the face for, for, the, oh, zo- for the zombie? Oh there's
2: nothing you can do. with your face. Sorry.
1: <laughs>
5: you don't need any makeup, Maleko. You're <laughs> no, perfect.
4: Um,
1: <laughs> makeup tips for zombies.
4: Makeup tips for zombies. So. pale face. The paler the better. The deader you look. Mm-hmm. Green, green, blues, purples, gray. Yes, very like mm-hmm. bruised looking. Yeah. Definitely and always put Anything a, you can
1: do to, to make the skin look falling off-ish.
4: Exactly. So you can actually get um, latex, liquid latex mm-hmm. with like tissue paper and kind of dip it in there and place it on your skin and kind of crumple it up a that little bit. That one sounds
2: a little longer than an hour. Yeah. It's, oh, it's really, good. Good. It's really what, quick. So what do you do with yeah. the hair? So let's say the face is done. Now I just need to go through my closet and find what for zombies.
4: Like a shirt, rip it up, put some holes in it, yeah. squirt some fake blood on it, maybe throw it through some it. soot or just dirt. Imagine imagine it was underground for a long time.
2: Yeah. yeah. Always oh, like so my more shirt from last is Friday better. would yeah. be it's Pretty much, yeah. 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 Like a
4: homeless bum fight you just yeah. got yeah. in. Yeah. Okay. Like, so, so homeless know. bum with blood, <laughs> yes. zombie fight.
1: Right. Yes. Got it. Okay. Go. Uh, That's like easy. Easy. What else? What, what else? Okay, so the witch look. You said that was easy. Yeah,
5: witch yeah. is easy because you can be sexy. You can be cute. You just do really nice hair. I'll only tell Always. us how
2: to be a slutty witch. We don't okay. care about any so other of So the slutty witch, witch you can still be watch. sexy
5: and cute. <laughs> right. um, back combing the hair. Big, giant, teased hair. Yes. Um a
2: lot
4: of eyeliner. A lot of eyeliner. Yeah, pale skin, red pale lips, skin, red black lips. on black
2: on black outfit. Is a broom still applicable to a witch? Uh, or, you like
4: or, I mean, if you want, are to. people She's a like modern kind of witch? That, she takes Uber. They're yeah. beyond that now.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <Modern> <laughs> witch.
4: She doesn't like to fly on her stick anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Accessories are important, but you don't want to. Yeah. You don't want to carry something that will obstruct your ability to drink. Right. This is right. where, where most. This
2: is that's a difference right. between people, an amateur yes. and a professional on Halloween. That's a foul.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can bring a broom with if you. If it doesn't
5: hang on you or attach itself yeah. to you as a three, yeah.
2: you don't
4: want
1: it. Right. Yeah. You
4: need two hands for free for double fisting. That's right. There
2: you you know, the one year uh, Maddie and I were were the furries. We were uh, I was a bunny, and he was a bear, and so we had to, like full on mascot costume. The, the full on, you didn't know who we were, so the whole thing was like, we weren't worried about being hot or any. The only thing we were worried about was how do we drink. <laughs> Yeah. So we yeah. had to make these very like we basically just attached like six straws together yes. cuz you had to drink cuz we didn't want to lift up the heads. Right. But that was our biggest concern before yeah. we decided to, be. to go through with the yeah, costume. That should be yeah. your biggest concern. And that's
1: important when you plan your costume, because nothing ruins a costume faster than when you have to take it off in right. public. Yeah. Or yeah. That's a huge faux pas. Or
2: the accessory that makes people understand the costume you have to like put down, yeah. and then no, it it's like the only way it makes sense right. is if you pick it up and go, oh no, look, I'm yeah, the thing, yeah. and then you people go, it attached, oh, you're like that, a, okay, I like got a,
5: it. It has to be like part of you. Doesn't right. matter what it is. Mm-hmm. And another thing is white grease paint. Everybody hates it, yeah. and they always think that they need to use that to make themselves look white or dead. Mm-hmm. Or don't. You don't need to. You don't. All yeah. you need. No. All you need is some white spray foundation, like the lightest one they carry at Sephora.
4: It's super yeah. light.
1: So if that cheap makeup you buy at the Halloween store. I wouldn't. Don't bother. With that. the high yeah.
4: humidity, it's not going to work out. Like oh, okay. your face is going to melt off in like two hours, you basically. Know. Down to your chin. You know what I mean. And it's messy. Yeah. yeah.
5: And then you just do a light powder over it, and. Then it's all about
2: shaving. Humidity is key. And if you're going to be one of those Major people that's key. going and, oh, I'm just going to go walk around Waikiki for six hours yeah, no. in the costume mm-hmm. with like hour. my, you know, six inch heels and yeah. my mask and the make, and the, all the yeah, stuff. Yeah. It's like you're not, you got to think it through two. logically. Yeah, yeah you got
5: to like plan at least a six hour duration. But some
2: yeah. sort of common sense aspect of the costume needs to come into play at I some can point.
5: I sure. always go to places with <laughs> air conditioning. <laughs> okay,
1: and so. If you've got time to plan the costume, uh, best place to buy costume and costume accessories or rent?
5: Okay, so... Not high on the renting scale. That's whatever. It's very not very creative.
2: But if you were going to do that, what, Diamond Head Theater? Probably
5: Diamond Head Theater
1: would be your best. Uh, Carolina Costumes, really she's still she just, doing it. She just moved, yeah, though, yes. I think. She's, yeah. she's by appointment only now. She's doing out of her house. Yeah. Uh, right. But she's, her number's still listed. You can right. still look for right. Carolina. That's one of my to, favorites.
2: Yeah, wild. but you also have to deal with listening to her talk for like 20 minutes before right, you get yeah, into the costume part. The <laughs> which is It's fine. You just got to know, you know, you got to carve out an extra 20 before you get there.
1: Totally worth it.
5: Um, I always tell people uh, your base outfit, you can get it like, Amazon. You can order anywhere. You can also go to, like, any kind of...
2: But at this point, like, I think it's too late to for Amazon. Second-hand store. Yeah,
5: yeah like, right wheel, now, it's too late for Amazon. But Anybody stuff. else, okay. you can go Goodwill. Savers. But always, it's about layering. Don't yeah. just, like, put on something simple. First of all, 80% of your costume is hair and makeup. Yeah. The rest is, like... Says so the hair creative. and
2: makeup yeah. artist. Why not? <laughs> well, it's true.
5: If you have nothing else but black on and yeah. you have a great zombie that face is true, and yeah. hair. Everyone's yeah. like, oh, yeah. you're a zombie. Yeah.
2: Right, right,
4: right. Halloween, more is more.
0: Yes, more yes. is more.
2: Like it. That's why I like <laughs> it so much. <laughs> Everyone just go extra. Yeah,
0: yeah. My boyfriend's, a, my boyfriend's a very simple guy and last year he just did a white t-shirt, just nudist on strike. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. Just like, sure. like a sharpie. sharpie. Yeah, yeah. 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 If we yeah. still have the shirt, I'm sure he's... Um, am sure he's going to wear the same thing this yeah. year. Oh, there <laughs> I go. easy. I still got right. my Sharpie shirt. Thank Loses points God. for creativity the second
1: yeah. time.
2: But the first time, that's great. That's a yeah. good idea. Good time. Lopaka, for Halloween, do you just summon like, your three closest ghost friends Don't to just hang out, hang out around yeah. with you all night? Or? Oh,
3: <laughs> no, it's it's two choices. I either dress as Negan
2: <laughs> oh, right. oh, from The Walking totally Dead. Totally so, But that's I not even it. dressed up for you. That's <laughs> just, just you right now. The only thing different is the baseball bat.
3: Right. Or or
5: what you have to attach to yourself somehow right.
3: <laughs> or i bring my ex mother in law
5: oh!
3: that's scary that's one that's scary. an attachment that's Yay! scary that's an
5: attachment. all
6: right
1: Uh-oh. lopaka with a hard hitter
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right lopaka uh before we go yeah. um what is the scariest thing that's ever happened Jesus, really? to you hmm no. To you, oh, God. That, right? That uh, that you know, people may not believe, or that it's just it's just true story, ghost story that's happened to you in all of your experiences. Ooh, which where where do I begin? Where do you begin?
2: Just go with one of your that's top not, three. I
5: don't know that lady <laughs> on that three. lady on dates
2: you. Hopefully, scary. one that wasn't on Oahu, so it's not quite as yeah. scary. I'll
3: us. make I'll make it quick. I'll make it quick. Um, as quick as possible. Uh, about six years ago you know this woman calls it's like 145 and she says hi i'm so and so can you meet me at the 16th avenue overpass uh okay. my daughter was killed here in a, a hit and run accident a couple years ago and her ghost has been showing up people have told me so i'm waiting for a ghost to show up so I i can stop her from being killed again will you will you come meet me and so i went and she's there and um you know i'm trying to explain to her that what she's seeing is something residual it's just this spiritual videotape that's replaying itself and i said that's why you can't help her because it's residual it has no idea you're around and as we're going through this conversation i'm telling her you know just just go home just forget about it just just be free and go and all of a sudden um before i know it it's like uh it's 145. and you know the street light street lights on the bridge go super bright and then they go dark and that girl's ghost appears And she starts to walk across the street, and her mom is freaking out and tries to lunge for it and and save the ghost of her daughter from being killed again. And something pushes the mom back, and she falls flat on her back. Mm. And I help her up, and she's crying. She says, I don't know why I couldn't save her. And I said, it's because you can't. You know, the event already happened. This is something residual, and it's not real. And then... I also say to her, the other reason you can't help her is because, I told her the other reason you can't help your daughter is because you're dead. Oh. No, no,
4: no. Yeah.
3: Yeah. How did you know? So what happened was um, the following year that her, uh, after the daughter's death, she went there and she she called me. And her voicemail said, "Hi, this is this is so and so. I think my daughter's ghost is going to appear, and I, I need your help." And according to the neighbors, who were watching the strange woman on the bridge at that hour, they saw her like go like this to the phone, which meant she hung it up, and then she fumbled for it, and she went to reach to grab it, and she fell <gasps> over the railing. Oh God! Oh my God! Yeah. She wow. She was stuck in the cycle, too. like
4: her daughter.
3: Yeah. Unreal. How long ago was this? Six years ago. That is crazy. Yeah. And that one, I'm surprised I got through that one today because that's, I don't ever tell that story. That's a hard one. Uh, yeah.
1: Incredible. Great having you with us here today. Oh, my pleasure. And these beautiful
3: ladies over here,
1: amazing, fantastic. Yeah, Uh, are the professional hair and makeup artists your go-to destination? Sanctuary Salon, if you want to get some uh, some hair and makeup done, not just for Halloween, but for special occasions. Maybe just going out for the night. You you know,
4: do bomb hair. Yeah, just beautiful, just because.
1: And the drinks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and of course, talk about the Queen Capilani Hotel, newly renovated. People down there uh, are getting uh, scary drunk on spirits. <laughs> um, next time you're going, it, can you see it when you go up the stairs? Can you see the mezzanine as you go up?
0: Um, yeah, they're still working on the um, they're still working on the staircase. Okay. Part of the last part of the renovation. Okay. Um, yeah, you can kind of go down part of it right now, uh, but uh, most of the mezzanine is still blocked off. There's even a scary like ballroom down there that they haven't even renovated because it's just terrifying and there. there's like carpets on the walls. yeah no mm-mm. super don't want to be there uh yeah th- it's uh, kind of halfway open right now it will okay. be eventually but hopefully they'll renovate it and the ghosts will go to better places <laughs> <laughs>
1: well thanks for coming in michelle appreciate that thanks, uh flashy um anything before we go today
2: yeah we have a very special friday edition mm-hmm. of the podcast this week maleco and i are hosting citizen cope And the Hawaiian Financial Federal Credit Union iHeartRadio Music Hall this Friday at 12 o'clock. Next week, Wednesday, we are off because it's, you know, Halloween. So we're going to be... Trying to do, we're t- taking all this stuff from today into mm-hmm. into effect. But then we'll be back the week after that, November seventh. We have some very special VIP guests in November that we actually can't even tell you about right now. Check out a new show every Wednesday afternoon on my blog at star dot com, the iHeart app, iTunes, anywhere you can listen to a podcast. Just search at Maleco and Flash. You want to sponsor the show? Email me at flash at iheartmedia dot com or just hit me up at flashy. Eight oh eight. I want to say thanks to our new sponsors, Young's Market and Pacific Edge Magazine. All right. Thanks
1: again, everybody, for coming in. Happy Halloween. Thank you. Thank you. It's getting very scary in
6: here. Uh,
1: uh. Special mahalo to Tito's
2: for making us funnier. (laughs) And uh, for Naomi Hazleton for being hot. At Pacific Edge Magazine. That's sure fine. (laughs) And uh, look, how do I win my flask cap? I already forgot because I've had too much Tito's. All right, so if you want to win your very own
1: flask cap, which is the new way to enjoy a beverage, doing your favorite activity, here's what you've got to do. Take a picture of you doing something awesome that would be ten times more awesome if you had a flask cap while you were doing it. So it could be a picture of you hiking Cocoa Head. Yeah. Maybe a picture of you on the beach. uh, Maybe surfing. Maybe if you were on a boat.
2: Ideally, Somewhere where maybe you're not supposed to have the alcohol. Yeah. Or maybe maybe it wouldn't be the appropriate thing.
1: Yeah. Please don't send a picture of of you driving. (laughs) But if you're a passenger, is that okay? If you're riding in a lift? There you go. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. There you go. There you go. Of you riding in a lift? Absolutely. So take a picture of you doing something awesome that would be ten times more awesome with a flask cap hiding five ounces of your favorite liquor where you can mix it up and have a good time. Hashtag moleco and Flash. Hashtag cap. Flask-cap. Yeah, that's F-L-A-S-K-A-P. If you put those 2 flash Flask-tags, or those two <laughs> hashtags... <laughs> I just came up with a new yeah, word for yeah, you. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. flask
1: Put those two hashtags on your post, and uh. we will pick a winner every week to win a Flask-cap. How dope is that? And if you want to win it, just post it now, and we'll let you know via the Insta. Do it. Hey, that's it. So, if you liked what you heard,
2: which tell- which is unlikely, but that's fine. <laughs> but if you did, tell your friends. Yes. How would I tell my friends? How how does this iHeart
1: app podcast thing work? Really, go. really good. Look up. You <laughs> see you see those three dots at the top of the screen there on the right. Click that. That's the uh, the okay. share button. Check. Got and it. then you can uh, email it. You can text your friends. You can copy the link. You could post it on social media.
2: Yeah. Just post it on social media. We don't want you to
1: text your friends or email them. We want every we
2: want as many people Mm -hmm. to know about this as possible. So don't be shy
1: and don't forget to follow us on social. I'm at
2: DJ Maleco. I'm at Flashy eight hundred eight. That's Flashy with two e's. Or I guess if you turn the still talking. If you turn the push notifications on on Uh. your on your app, then it will automatically tell you.
1: I'm not listening.
2: That there's a new show coming up.
1: Left the room. (laughs) No one cares. Oh, I so I want to hear more. <laughs> hey! <laughs>